the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Some miracles are outside the house kind of miracles, but friend, God has an inside your house kind of miracle for you. The miracle that changes families always happens inside the house when the door is shut. It doesn't happen when the preacher's preaching. It doesn't happen when friends are over. It doesn't happen when the TV is on. It happens on your knees with a Bible that's open, with a prayer that submits to God's will in your life. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Today's broadcast is entitled The Jar of Oil. That's The Jar of Oil, and you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Before we get started, we want you to know that we believe here at Reaching Your Heart that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, please call us at any time, day or night, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxenteco. The person who goes outside the box of an empty house must partner with others to succeed in life. Friend, no man or woman can succeed without true friendships and partnerships. The woman had acquired her debt from a single creditor. She tried to solve her problems on her own without others in the community. She didn't think they'd really help when she was in a pinch, so she didn't ask. She put all her hopes and dreams into a single venture a single scheme that was her own. And with her husband dead, she trusted one man, the creditor, to solve her problems. As I said, her best friend was the credit card. And so her husband was a man of God. Now, what does that mean? It means that he had affected the community. He had made an impact in that community. And she was blinded to the impact that he had made that could, in fact, be for her a resource in the future. So Elisha directed her away from that which was in her house to that which was in the community that her husband had served. Neighbors and countrymen and even a few crazy strangers. She had to endure them all to get the answer, to go to all these different places. And thus she had to partner with her community. That's what we do when we come to church. You know, this idea, I'm going to have a great ministry. I'm going to do this. I'll go off here and do that and so on. You know what? God wants you to partner with the community of your church to serve God in this world. And so it's when we try to do it on our own, we get in trouble. It's when we do it together in unity and love that the work of God grows. He said, so go. Don't ask too few of those vessels. Borrow many jars as you can from your neighbors. I mean, she could have taken a jar or two, but to get out of debt, she needed a lot of resources. So that woman went door to door. She began to discover just how much love was out there that she never knew about as the fruit of her dead husband's ministry. One neighbor after another gave her the jars with a smile on their face. She discovered that she had many friends who'd been friends all along, and why had she not hooked up with them? All that was necessary was for her to step outside and to touch the lives of others and let them touch her life too. 
Elisha made a statement that should not be ignored. 2 Kings 4.3. He said, borrow vessels of all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. Friend, when a person has failed and they are in trouble and they think that their life is the sum total of what they own or don't own, and then they figure out relationships matter most, it's possible before you come to that great discovery that relationships matter most, it's possible to act like a pessimist in your interactions with others. The playwright John Haywood once wrote this. He says, if you will call your troubles experiences, and remember that every experience develops some latent force within you, you will grow vigorous and happy, however adverse your circumstances may seem to be. Elisha calls the woman to be optimistic. Elisha says, make sure Not too few jars. Lady, get as many jars as you can. Think big for your family. The phrase not too few means that God has a massive plan in store for your life. He has a dramatic outcome to reverse the years you lost. The outside your box, outside your house kind of thinking is the way he thinks. So dream, dream like God dreams. Attempt much for him, not little. Set your sights for excellence, for large and plenty, and let your children see it. Not too few jars, lady. The first command was to go outside the box of an empty house and try something new. The second command was to partner with others as she went outside the box of an empty house to discover the power of partnering with friends and community. The third command was the command to think big. The prophet said, not too few. The fourth command is found in verse 4. Then go in and shut the door upon yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels, and when one is full, set it aside. Now the fourth command is a call to fill the empty house with the oil inside the house. That's faith is in play. The prophet says, go in. Friend, for change to happen in your life, you have to go in. You have to look inside. Where do those changes need to be made? Go inside yourself. Evaluate your attitudes. The Bible says that we should search our hearts. We shouldn't just live without having a time to reflect within. I mean, if you're having trouble with God, you're having trouble in your inner life, it means something's wrong inside. Ask yourself the question, are you governed by faith and hope? Are you focused in service for others? Or is life all about you? Does fear and pessimism rule you? Are are you willing to try new things to allow God to forgive you so you can work for others in love? Do you focus on what others have done to you all the time in the past? Now, I've done that at points in my life. Or do you look to the future for what God can do through you, in you, and for you, for others? Are you afraid to try something new because you've tried various things? Or do you believe that there is power in a little oil, Holy Spirit power to fill an empty house with light in your house and life? So the prophet said, go into your house and fill the jars with your sons there. Why did he do that? Because, you know, as she began to act upon that little faith in her life, the prophet wanted those children to see her doing that. Take your children with you and change them too by letting God change you first. Act upon the word of God and watch God act for you inside your house where the door is shut. Now, I'm going to share something here. 
very close member of my family recently communicated to me that they were struggling with addiction. All of us knew in the family, but you can't do anything for anyone unless they honestly open up and they'll admit it. And the power of addiction is the power of secrecy, of hiding things from others. And I was deeply moved by powerful, powerful repentance. Admitting this to me and then his own family. Now he's not out of the woods because this thing can come back at you. You know what I mean? He got it from painkillers. You know, he has a biological problem with certain joints and the like. And this got him. And you know, I, I was just deeply moved of what can happen when you close the door and you minister to your house. And I want you to remember my family in prayer. Would you do that? And why am I saying this to you? Because there are people in your house like that too, aren't there? Maybe you're that person in your house. You know, when we think the church is so high and mighty that people can't be struggling with real life circumstances, we miss it. We can be wounded. We could be the person in the storyline. When I was a young person, I'd fallen into the same kind of thing. It hadn't quite advanced as far, but I was alcohol dependent as a young person. It was the power of the church, the power of God's grace. It was the power of admitting it that helped me to grow and get over it. And I was baptized in this church, and I turned my back on that stuff. But you know what? If I were to rely on self, and I were to take my eyes off of Christ for an extended period of time, I could go back to that. So the Bible says we put no confidence in the flesh. What we need in our lives is to have the power of the living Christ to give us honesty in the house. So she had her kids in the house with her with that little jar of oil and her entire life legacy was wrapped around what was going to happen or not happen based on faith when the doors were locked around her. God calls you and your family to a similar situation. Some miracles are outside the house kind of miracles, but friend, God has an inside your house kind of miracle for you. The miracle that changes families always happens inside the house when the door is shut. It doesn't happen when the preacher's preaching. It doesn't happen when friends are over. It doesn't happen when the TV is on. It happens on your knees with a Bible that's open, with a prayer that submits to God's will in your life. Friend, it happens when you shut the door and you obey God with your children inside your house and you say, you know, we messed up here. We were unfaithful here. I led the way as a parent here. I got it wrong. And your kids hear you say that. And then they hear that honesty and they see God working your life and then they shift That happened to my brother. His son moved toward him. Friend, what I'm getting at is quite profound, is that if you think that you just got to look good when you've been wrong with God, and your kids know the difference, have a family get-together. Sit down and say, you know what? Christ is coming, and these are the areas maybe where it's right. This is the area where it's not right. I let you down right here, and let's get it right together and lead in your house. That's what she's doing. She's filling the void here. The preacher husband is gone. She's becoming the leader of her home. She has to be. Friend, this happens when humility is in play. Look at verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door upon herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. And when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. 
And as she was pouring her little oil into the first jar, it took a long time to fill the jar. It was like standing on pins and needles. At any moment, the jar could go empty. And yet she held the jar over the big jars as she watched that little oil pour out of that jar into that big jar and fill that thing up. Where is that oil coming from? Wouldn't that be a good question to ask? Friend, did you know in the vacuum of the universe, scientists tell us that there is vacuum energy. In the nothing of space, it's power that could destroy the solar system. And we can't see it, we can't perceive it. And so Holy Spirit power was pouring oil out of that little flask into these big, huge containers one at a time. And it just kept going. It just kept going and going. It was like staying on pins and needles. Any moment the jar could go empty. And yet it didn't. The trickle became a flow. And the flow from that little thing filled reservoirs of oil. And she discovered a little jar of Holy Spirit oil in a widow's hand as a reservoir of wealth, of power. And that God is ever ready to be unleashed in the life of her family as a little oil that becomes much Her little jar was a pipe for a divine purpose. And the reservoir behind it was God's power, God's love, and God's spirit. Look at verse 7. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Now she came to the man of God because she recognized that the miracle was from God. She knew the oil belonged to God. In this miracle, God taught a woman how to change her life forever. Friend, the real miracle is what happened to the woman. It's not the oil. It's what happened to her. That's the miracle. She became a woman who feared the Lord, just like her husband. The legacy of her husband suddenly was transmitted through the ministry of his mentor, Elisha, into her life and her children's life. You see, she learned that God cares about prophets and cares about preachers, but God cares about a pastor's wife and the children too. God cares about the peripheral of the superstars of religion. The miracles would happen to the woman that was easily discarded by the church, didn't pay attention to widows as they should have. She became a woman who feared the Lord. And the legacy of her husband was transmitted on. And she learned that from her situation that God can take the little or nothing inside her house but the oil and give her children a future and free them from the specter of captivity. Dear heart, he can do the same with your children in your house. Maybe you're living, your children no longer come to church. Maybe you can trace where you made the mistake with them. Where you compromised the faith of the church in your own home. And your children saw it. And we all have, in some area, messed up like this. I'm no exception. I've had to sit before my children explain to them where I went wrong. And I'm glad I did. Because I could then explain to them that I'm growing too. And that I can sin. And I don't want to. And then the counsel that follows is not like hypocritical counsel. It's counsel rooted in the fact that I'm trying to get it right too. So let's review the four commands together that are timeless principles for change. Number one, first command was to go outside the box of an empty house and try something new. The second command was to partner with others as she went outside the box. In other words, use the community to her advantage. And to do so, to allow these 
the empty house with no ideas to be replaced but a synergy energy of a faith partnership. The third command was to think big. Don't allow the circumstances to shrink your vision. The prophet said, not too few jars. And the fourth command was to go inside, to look within, where her family was at, where her inner life was at, and fill the empty house with the oil, faith, Holy Spirit, faith, power. Friend, inside her house, she saw the miracle of change that comes when you allow God to change your thinking, your heart deep inside. Everyone who succeeds in life has to change in some deep kind of way. We're not going to get to heaven unless we're willing to change. More with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. Studying the Bible is vital to our lives, and we would like to help you in that process by providing you free Bible study guides. These full-color Bible study guides are available for you right now if you dial this telephone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. We would love for you to call and get your copy of these free Bible study guides at any time. That's 888-244-4673. Now more with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. Final generation will have to search its life in the great anatypical day of atonement to be right with Christ, to stand before God as a holy man or woman must at the second coming. And the Lord wants us to be able to stand. So we have to look within our homes, our inner life, find out what's wrong, apply the word of God, the little Holy Spirit power that's been given to us, and watch the oil flow out into empty families, empty lives, empty vessels, and transform us. And let God use that jar of oil to work for you and your family. I want to end with a shared experience. This week I had a wedding down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It was a wonderful experience for me. My son's best friend was married. And it was a very unscripted kind of wedding. We went out on a porch in the middle of a log cabin and the family gathered around and I married them right there. No kind of music. I had the prayer. I said, welcome. The father walked his daughter in. But other than that, nothing else happened other than they were married. And finally, my sons tied all the cans underneath the car and threw all the rice at them in their car so they'd have to vacuum it. Isn't that what they do? They get kind of that camaraderie thing. And then they drove away. Now, after that happened, we were all left together for a day or so before I drove back yesterday morning. And something happened very unusual in the afternoon. I was asked to do worship. I did. One of the grandmothers is not a member of our church, but she's a godly Christian woman. And it became evident when I made a comment and she responded back with faith, with a sense of the scriptures. And so I brought her in and showed her some of the chiastic structures I've been working on in the writings of Ellen White. And we talked about the desire of ages, Christ object lesson, steps to Christ. And she was just sucked into it. And after this was over, I was sitting with my son, going over a couple of Bible studies my son is to give to a friend of his. And we were talking about the challenges we're facing at times in life. And I was going back and forth with my son on the couch. And she walked by. And here I was trying to minister to her. And then she suddenly ministered to me. And here's what she said. She said, you know, I got children in my family. And I try to hang on to those children. Sometimes they can go wrong. And sometimes things happen that 
are beyond my ability. And I used to carry it as if I was responsible for it all. She said, I've learned that I'm not, that God has to be God for my children, that I have to surrender that burden to God and let him carry that and carry them. But how did I do it? She says, here's how I did it. I took a little prayer in my house, and that little prayer is what has worked. I've seen my children's lives turned around because I prayed the prayer. Of course, I was saying, I'm all ears. What was the prayer? And she said, here it is. And she beamed up and got real smiley-facey about it. She says, if you do this, Pastor, you will never fail, and your family will make it, and you will too. I said, tell me. She says, before my feet get off the bed, and I wake up in the morning, this prayer comes off my lips, and I pray it all the time. She said, I pray this prayer. I claim the blood of Jesus to banish the devil from my life from this day, the next day, and every day for the rest of my life. And I claim the blood of Jesus for my children and their children. That's the prayer. Now look, I've heard people who can't even pray in Jesus' name. Try praying in Jesus' name. It's a good thing. You know, if you're too smart to pray in Jesus' name, you need to change your theology. Because there's power in the name of Christ. That morning, you know, before we left, I got up. And these same concerns I had were on my heart. And see, the Lord had spoken through her to me. I prayed that prayer. We prayed that prayer this morning. I'm going to take her challenge for the rest of my life. I believe God was speaking to me. Friend, to fill the jar of oil in your house, it will take the miracle of Christ in your life. What is the argument that you have before God to unleash God's power to save your family? It's that Christ died for you and your family. In your prayer life, claim it. Commit your life to God based upon that holy claim and say it in the name of Jesus. And take the jar of oil and fill every vessel in your home with that prayer. In Jesus' name. Dear Father, we don't live with perfect families in this world. We have imperfect families here. There is no such thing as a model family. It's a fraud if we try to present such a thing. Lord, in our families, there are those who are doing better and those that aren't doing so good and those who excel and those who just have trouble. And Father, every member of our family is precious to us. Lord, the Scripture has spoken today that we all need to look within. We need to renew our commitments to Jesus for our family's sake. And Father, I pray for that in my own life. I'm no better than anybody else here. I want the next season of my life to be one where my children see in me a holy example, Lord, and for any dross of sin or evil to be removed from me. We're all born with rotten natures. We've made bad decisions at times. And Father, I pray that my church family will have the same experience, that we will look within our house, our church house, our homes. We'll recognize that we're living before the coming of Christ and that we're not called to legalism, but we are called to sincere, honest faith. Help us to clean our houses out, Lord, to get the junk out, which will keep us from standing with Christ. And then, Lord, to connect with the community of our church and our family and friends, to serve God, to seek the miracles for the future from these kind of collaborations. And, Lord, I ask that as your people leave this place, there will be no discouraged heart of a man or a woman here. 
If their son or daughter father is in trouble, may they realize that this sermon is providence, that God will work for them like he works in my family. And Lord, all of our kids are in trouble in some way. So we ask, dear God, that we'll leave this place not carrying the burden of being God for our children, but we'll leave this place calling on the blood of Jesus Christ in our prayer life every day for them and for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message with Pastor Michael Oxentenko was entitled The Jar of Oil. That's The Jar of Oil, and you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com if you'd like to download a copy. Well, as you probably know, survival is big business these days. People spend thousands of dollars on wilderness survival camps. They want to learn how to survive in light of unprecedented natural disasters the potential of a nuclear attack or civil unrest. But how do you spiritually survive life's disasters? The new book entitled Ultimate Survival will give you practical steps on how you can survive spiritually. This is a great book, and we'd love you to have it right now. It's titled Ultimate Survival. You'll discover keys to physical, mental, and spiritual survival you may not know existed. Call right now, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Once again, that telephone number is 888-244-4673, 888-244-HOPE. If you've been inspired by this message and want to partner with us to further spread these messages and keep us broadcasting on the air, then we welcome your partnership. And you can give a donation of any amount. We thank you for your support. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area or passing through, we'd love to welcome you to our church family. Stop by Reaching Hearts International and join us for a worship service every Saturday at 11 o'clock or Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. The address for the church is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. If you're wondering how to get a copy of today's broadcast, You can go to reachingyourheart.com and download a copy or listen right there in on-demand audio format. Again, the address for the website is reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll join us again next time for another Reaching Your Heart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.